Our Father and our God, the Almighty and Sovereign Lord, we come before you this morning to receive from your throne of grace. Father, we know and it is true that the entrance of your word giveth light and it giveth understanding. Father, we are calling upon you this morning. Let your word come forth. Let that light of your word come into our life, into our heart, into our homes, into our situations. Even, O oh God, as you use me just as a common vessel to bring forth this word. Father, let it be that the Holy Spirit of God will order every word and every stage of this message to be presented unto your people, even this great assembly, as you the Lord has factored it. Holy Spirit of God, take over now. I hand over this hour, this moment, unto you. Take control. Let no man be noticed, but Jesus Christ be lifted up, that his light and glory will cover this arena. Have your way, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I welcome all of us to this meeting and in this house of the Lord. I thank God again for the opportunity to stand before you. And the topic of today is he opposes all things by the word of his power. God opposes all things by what he says. Everything, he sustains all. And I want to say, who is this God? I know everybody knows God, but let's have a definition of God again. Where is he? Have you seen him? What is this his word that he uses to sustain everything? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In other words, in the beginning, God was already there before the beginning. And that was how and why he began to create everything in the beginning. So he was there. And in John chapter 1 verse 1 also, the sentence is confirmed again. That in the beginning, God was there with his word. And by his word, he created and upheld everything. Both in heaven and in earth, and below, visible and invisible. He made them all. But in John chapter 4 verse 24, let's hear the full definition of God. John 4 24. God is spirit. God is not a man. God is not visible. You can't see him. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him also in spirit 
and in truth. In Hebrew, in Hebrew, God is described as Chukubu Mo Amama Masi Amasi. Onye Jiakaya Birino Mweya. In other words, he was just there from the beginning. And it's a spirit. The Bible said that his throne is in heaven. And the earth is his footstool. And that his glory filled the earth. He is omniscience. Omnipotent. And omnipresent. In other words, omniscience in that he made the earth. And the earth is scientifically organized. If you see the globe, it's like a football. It rotates on an axis. With the sun stationed to shine as it rotates. Seasons. The moon, the stars. These are scientific arrangements. And so God is human science. And omnipotent in that he's so powerful. Was his breath alone can move away the whole of this Enugu you are looking at. Very powerful, omnipotent. And omnipresent, he is everywhere. God is by your side there. Look at your side. You can see, you can feel God. He's just everywhere. God is everywhere. So don't, don't worry when somebody says, where is God? <laughs> just look at your side there. God is there. When you enter the room, you lock up the door. You think uh, you are excluded. He is just standing in front of you. God is everywhere. His glory fills the earth. And this God, he oppressed by his word. You cannot see him. Therefore, he oppressed by what he says and by his word. And this is word. Nobody can challenge it. Once spoken, finish. We cannot see him because of more. But because you are pressed by his word, we can hear him. So we can hear God. Praise the Lord. We cannot see him, but we can hear him. I like that one. You know, he can speak to us in diverse forms. He can speak audibly. Some people hear him and begin to look around whether somebody was in the room with them. But some people he can speak by heart ministration. He just ministers in your heart. That is God talking. But some people by body language. Body language, you want to do some, you want to go to Lagos, your body will re- react and say, don't go to Lagos. You become so uncomfortable. But at times you want to go to Lagos, hey, even your spirit is already in Lagos. You are already imagining your leg- yourself in Lagos. Brethren, go and take your ticket and start going. God has approved it. God can speak by body language. He can also speak by vision. By dream. By trance. 
Many of us have received, have had him in these diverse manners. I don't know the way he talks to you. Your own will not be the way he talks to me. You know your face is not like my face. You are different. We are varieties. And God is variety. And he deals with every man according to the way he chooses. And according to the make of that person. Try to discover your own. If you are not hearing from God, by body language, or by mind ministration, or by audible, or by trance, or by dream, ask yourself why. There's something wrong that you are not hearing God in any manner because he speaks. He rules by his word. We cannot see him. Again, the word of God is his son, Jesus Christ. That has been proven. That has been declared. Even as in some, in John chapter 1 verse 1. If you read through there, you see that the word of God is Christ himself. And the word of God is also God himself. And the word of God is even the Holy Spirit of God. When God speaks, Jesus Christ is brought forth. Jesus Christ is presented to the situation. And when Jesus comes, something happens. Transformation happens. Changes happen. That is why the word of God is powerful. And it can change everything. When the word of God comes, Christ is presented and things begin to change according to the will of God. The pattern of God. All actions of God are therefore executed by his word, which is Christ. And through the power of the word, which is the Holy Spirit, everything is put as they are. The place we read today, I like the version of the young lady that read this Bible. The version is so good. In this Hebrew chapter 1, the high point I'm taking from that passage we read this morning is verse 2 and 3. God has spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ. This Jesus is the heir of everything, including yourself. Through him, he made heaven and earth the entire universe. Nothing was made without him. He made all through Jesus Christ. God, the Son, this Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory. But my own Bible says, is the brightness of God's glory. Another, another Bible said, he is the express image of God. And the exact representation, nothing subtracted, of God's being. This man sustains everything, sustains you, sustains everything you are doing, sustains this church we are sitting in. He sustains everything by his powerful word. He has sitting in heaven. And we are waiting for him. Are you waiting for his coming? I am waiting for his coming. And he is coming. He is the one that is Everything is in his hand. He is the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. If you don't have Jesus, you are nothing. Full stop. If you don't have Jesus, you are not sustained. 
<laughs> you see, the Bible says he sustained everything. And, and, you, and you are going without him. Let me tell you. If, you are, if he's not sustaining you, another thing is sustaining you. And trouble there. If another thing is sustaining you. In John chapter 5. Verse 39 and 40. Because we are talking about God and his word. And his word is Christ. Search the scriptures. For in them you have eternal life. Search the Bible. That is the scripture. Search it. Look for it. Read it. Read it. That is where the eternal life is. The eternal life is not anywhere else. <laughs> Verse 40 says, But you will not come to me. Many of us are not searching the scripture. You know, God is describing the scripture as me. You will not come to me. Remember he says, Search the scripture, and there is the eternal life. But you will not come to me. He is now calling the scripture, me. Is he not confirming that he is the word of God? Praise the Lord. And again, in John chapter 6, verse 7, verse 27, <laughs> there's this thing the Bible said there. It said, labor not for the meat that perish, but for that meat which endures unto everlasting life, which Christ gives. Only Christ can give this one. Oh. For God the Father has sealed it to be so. God has sealed it to be so. That it is Christ that gives the meat that endures unto everlasting life. Which means from Christ and by Christ you get all you get. All that is necessary. For eternal and everlasting life. That is the way God sealed it. <laughs> that is the way God made it. There's no other way. Brethren, what is your effort in this direction? What is your effort in this regard? That is a question. Ask yourself that question. If Christ, from Him, we can get all we can get to have eternal life. What is your effort in that direction? We must make effort to. Are you searching the scripture daily? It's very important. <laughs> because that is where the thing is. Are you laboring for meat that perish? Do you know the meat that perish? Go to head. Wine. Very, very good wine. Hey, the man served me very good wine. Those wine perish. They are not what God is talking about. Or are you laboring for the meat which endures unto everlasting, which is the word of God, which is Christ, which is the Holy Ghost? That is the meat that endures unto eternity, unto everlasting life. Brethren, since Christ is the word of God, he is the one upholding and sustaining everything, including your life, including your marriage, including your studies, including your ministry, including 
everything about you. Christ is the one sustaining it. Didn't you hear it here? He's the one sustaining it. Then, we must be serious with him. If you subtract Jesus from your life and situation, everything will go bad. You are facing a failure. And if you remove Christ from sustaining you, another thing will sustain you because there is no vacuum in life. Everything you see in life, whether it's in school or in business or in marriage, all of them are sustained by God, by the word of God, which is Christ. But my interest is exactly that this Jesus must sustain me. Say Jesus, you will sustain me. Say it. He's the only sustainer. You see the situation in Nigeria today. <laughs> Jonathan was our president before. Later, everybody said we hand it over to another person that doesn't have Christ as sustainer. Can't you see what is happening? Can't you see what is happening? The word of God is sure. The word of God is secure. Once you remove Christ, everything agasa, everything will go haywire. The word of God, the word of his power, this word started working right from beginning of creation. And God has been declaring and is being sustained. I want to give you a few examples. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible said. Let there be light. And there was light. And so day and night came about. From that day it sustained unto now. Isn't it? Every day you see day and night. <laughs> the word of God is sustaining it to be like that. Because God spoke it. Full stop. It won't change. Day and night continues. Is being sustained by word of God, which is Christ. And people are mara. People don't know that it is Christ that is sustaining the whole the whole world. And they are talking about another thing. In verse twenty, he said, "Let water bring forth creatures." Then fishes came up, sharks, whales. All creatures stood and all the things that are, came out from water and they are sustained unto now. If you go to water, you see toad. You see fish. They are sustained. They won't change because the word of God sustains what God has said. If you go to verse 24, it says, the Bible said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Trees came up. Cattle, sheep and goats. Everything you see on the land, they come out from the land by the word of God and they are sustained. If you go out, you see cattle. They are still there. You see human, human beings, you say, let's make man in our image. Image of God is the, his shadow, not in Nakia. He made man in his image. And 
<laughs> Man is sustained. You are there. Every day. In your family, there is a human being every day. There. It's sustained. Anything God said is sustained. It won't change. There are problems. Some people do not believe. Some people do not live in line with what God said. And they, and they are on their own. And so, they are not sustained and they are not upheld. What they are doing will not be sustained. If, if you are not walking in the knowledge and fear of God and according to God, what you, what you are doing will not be sustained. That's a, a young believer. Let me give this short testimony. A young believer, he is born again. And he desired to have Holy Ghost baptism. The thing wasn't coming. He tried and tried. No sure. But he's born again. You see, he's keeping himself chest. Good man. But no speaking in tongue. The man didn't know the reason. But later he quickly discovered it was actually God that showed him why he could not give him Holy Ghost baptism. It was because this young man has his eyes and in fact he is proposing to a young fine lady that he wants to marry. And this lady is not born again at all, at all. But the man is praying, God help this girl to be born again, now him I want. And if the girl calls the man on the phone, the, ah, he'll be carried away, he's so, oh, I love this girl. He's dreaming when they will wed, because he loves her so much. And so one day, but he didn't know that was his problem for not being baptized in Holy Ghost. And so one day, this man said, enough is enough, I must get Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost baptism. So he declared three days fasting. He went into fasting. And he fasted for three days, begging God to give him Holy Ghost baptism. And the thing wasn't coming. So on the third day, at the end of his uh, fasting, God spoke. God said, Tony, my son, read, stop fasting, search the scripture, read my word. Uh -uh. Tony jumped up and said, God, I have been reading, I have read from Genesis to Revelation, I, I am reading, I'm okay. God, give me the thing, if it is Bible, I have read enough. God laughed. God said, Tony, did you also read Psalm 73, verse 25? Whom have I in heaven but thee? That is David declaring. Whom have I in heaven but only God? And there is none upon the earth. That is my own version of the Bible. And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. Praise the Lord. He said, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire 
except you. That is what David said in Psalm 73 verse 25. Then God turned to Tony and said, Tony, can you say this? And Tony immediately recollected his lust and determination to marry an unbeliever. And he went into tears. Brethren, the very day Tony dropped that girl, that same night he was filled with Holy Ghost. Tony decided, he took a decision. He dropped. Because that girl was like a god. And she has blocked him from receiving Holy Ghost baptism. Brethren, let me tell you, you that is seated here. I can say almost all of you are born again. Because anybody coming into this church, I count you as born again. But not every one of us is speaking in tongue. Not many of us are speaking in tongue. <laughs> there is that God, there is that something that has blocked it. God doesn't dish away speaking in tongue to any, anyhow. He looks at your seriousness. <laughs> you must be serious before you get it. And so, God, assuming you are looking for a position, you want to be, you want to be governor, and you won't speak in tongue, you can be just born again. Full stop. You are looking to, you want to be vice chancellor, like I'm a professor, and now begin to go for meeting. God will remove speaking in tongue from me for that time, until I finish vice chancellor. Because it will be in my heart too much that there is no need giving me a tongue. What am I doing with tongue when I'm going for meeting? Night and here and there. Look, if you are looking for anything too much, if money, you are, this business is in Lagos and I must get it. You are preparing. You want to speak in tongue? No way. Forget it. That You can be born again, ordinary born again. You know, born again is like the degree we give people in the university. Some people get that class. Isn't it? If you are ordinary born again, you are just a, a graduate with that class. Are you not a graduate? Eh? You are a graduate, but you are third class. You are moving. No problem. But if you can graduate into speaking in tongue, you have gone into 2-1. You are, you are eminent first class. Oh. All of you are graduate, isn't it? Oh? Praise the Lord. And so if you want to be a third class, that's one of your business. And so brethren, for you to get the attention of God on what you want, even some of the prayers we pray, we are not getting answer because we have not done the thing we should do. Let me give you an example in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 1. The story there is very clear. Hannah, the wife of Elkanah, he was bar- she was barren, no child. And Penina, his co-wife, had children. And so every year they go to the house of the Lord in Shiloh to worship God. And when they get there, <laughs> when they get there, the Elkanah will give portions to the other wife with children. Plenty portions. 
He will give Hannah only double portion. And Hannah will not be happy. Hannah, throughout that season and those periods they were going to Shiloh, Hannah was complaining. Hannah was feeling that this woman is, is my problem. It's, it's Penina that is my problem. It's even my husband that is my problem. She was complaining. She was not concentrated. She was, and her barrenness remained. It did not stop. She continued to be barren. As long as she was complaining about Penina, about uh, Kenna, about uh, everybody around her, she was con- grumbling. <laughs> her barrenness remained unchanged. But one day, one day, Anna rose up. She did not eat. She went into the house of the Lord. He said, enough is enough. Penina, I set you aside. You have vanity. I'm not talking about you again. Elkan, I'm not talking about you again. Anything around me, I get out. God, only me and you. She began to speak. Her mouth was moving. And she was praying. She was calling upon the name of the Lord. Brethren, at the end of that prayer, God said, Anna, okay, so you now know you will come to me. You know you will stop complaining, murmuring. <laughs> now that you have come to me, the problem is easier. I'll give you your own baby. Praise the Lord. And Samuel appeared. When Samuel came, he became the great prophet in the land. A mighty man of God. Do you know this same Penina that was complaining became the mother of a senior prophet. They were bringing banana to, to, to Hannah. They were now bringing plantain and egg to Hannah. They were trying to make friends now with Hannah. Hannah was no longer a small somebody. Praise the Lord. Because she did the right thing. Brethren, there is the right thing you must do. That you are challenged, that problem. Leave complaining. Go to the house of the Lord. Search the scripture. Search the word of God. Open it. And you will see a change. And that change is coming today in the name of Jesus. By this word of God that is going forth, there will be a change in your life. There will be a change in your family. From today in the name of Jesus. In Matthew 22 verse 37. There is this command there that I want all of us to consider. Let me know, but when we read it, we know how many you are doing. Matthew 22, verse 37. He said, and it's Jesus that is saying this, you know, and this thing is the summary of the Ten Commandments. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your mind. And with all your strength. (laughs) Some people just love God. With their mind. Full stop. Not with their soul. Some love God. Even just with their head. Ordinary head. Not with their heart. Some are loving God with their, their heart and their mind. But they are not loving God with their soul and with their strength. I want you to check your own level as you are sitting there. 
how God say God say four things about and on which you will love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. <laughs> Many people are not putting their strength at all at all. Midweek service, we won't see anybody here. Very few people. Your strength is resting in the house or in the office somewhere. You are not loving God with all your strength. Many are not. With all your soul, determination. Let us do this thing. You come out and follow to do it. With all your soul, with all your mind, with all your power. <laughs> the Bible said that is the great commandment. I don't know how many you are obeying. Whether you are obeying just two and living two. He said the second one is like unto it. You should love your neighbor as yourself. That one is even trouble. I don't know how many of you love your neighbor. <laughs> there is there's quarrel. Quarrel is going on. Hatred, jealousy, bickering, fighting. <laughs> yeah, the quirikuri barbara. Is that what God said? <laughs> Check your own. Check your own. Please love your neighbor. In fact, let's do it now. Tell your neighbor, I love you. Tell him now. Let's start doing that one from here. Venerable, I love you. Uh-huh. And let's do that one here. So that when you go home, you, 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 you start doing it also. And you are fulfilling the commandment of God. And that will be wonderful. And God will begin to do something. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4, God said unto Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet. And, and this scripture is applicable to you that is looking at me here. Before you were formed in your mother's belly, God knew you. He ordained you and sanctified you. Some of you as doctor. Some of you as engineer. Some of you as lawyer. Some of you as lecturer. Some of you as professor. <laughs> God knows you from beginning on. And that thing he has ordained you for. You must use it to serve him. He ordained some of us as judges. You must use it to serve God. If you are not doing that, you have failed. Very serious matter. Hear a testimony. A man died and was being taken to a mortuary. <laughs> Before they got to the mortuary, the man sneezed and woke up. And they, they now brought the man back and began to treat him and he survived and he came out. I began to share his testimony. He said that that time that people thought he was dead, that he had gone to heaven. And that the angel of the Lord conducted him to a few sections of the heaven before he returned. And he took him to a hall with a lot of children. Small babies, children, 
But all of them were crying ceaselessly. They were crying with bitterness. They were crying with pains, uneasiness. Haba, he was amazed. Why are these children crying? And he took him to another room. In that room, also thousands of children were packed, were there, but they were all sleeping quietly and copiously. Beautiful. No problem. I turned to the angel and said, Angel of God, what is this one? The angel told him, Those ones that are crying are those that God sent from here to the earth to desiring couples, to desiring mothers. But they were killed in abortion and they came back with wounds. They did not fulfill their journey. They did not fulfill their destiny. So they came back crying. Brother, if you know the amount of, of abortion that is going on all over the world, you can see what is happening in heaven. He said, but those ones that are sleeping quietly are those who are about to be sent to the desiring mothers. So, in other words, <laughs> The babies we are getting here, they are sent from heaven. That is why God told Jeremiah, before you were conceived in your mother's womb, I was, the one, I, I was with you here in heaven. So I, I sent you. He ordained Jeremiah, giving him all the assignment before sending him from heaven. So you that is seated there, In that your career, God has already known about it. If you are not using your career for God, you have missed it. Each of you has an assignment. Each of you has a destiny to fulfill. Search the scripture. Search for your destiny. Search for your assignment so that you will perform it. I gave my life to Jesus Christ in September 1990. That's 26 years ago. I was already lecturer one or going to senior lecturer then. In fact, at times I begin to say I didn't give my life on time. I would have given it much, much earlier. And when I discovered it was then I began to enjoy this Bible. I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I began to read and I was enjoying it. And so I began to look for my destiny. I began to search and say, God, what do you want me to do? I left all the organizations I belong. Rotary Club, People's Club, all those clubs, Sports Club, uh, Friends Club, all those clubs, I left them. I began to search. Brethren, I joined Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowship International. I joined ACU. I joined NIFES in the campus. I joined Gideon Bible Society. I joined Great Commission. In fact, I joined PFN. I was, in fact, the assistant secretary of PFN in State some time ago. I joined CAN. I was looking for where I can serve, the best way I can serve. The thing was, I joined Nigeria Praise. <laughs> but, brethren, after all that, I began to, I'm cooling down now. 
Praise the Lord. I had left most of. I said no. I won't. Why should I be doing like that? So I just stopped. I'm now, I'm now in full gospel business fellowship international. I'm a national director. I also in Nigeria praise the Southeast coordinator. Then I'm in Anglican church. This three is the one where I am now. I cut down. But in it, I still want to try to, every opportunity I have, I put God inside it. <laughs> you know what I do in the classroom? I'm a professor. When I come into the class, I will, I will tell my class, how many of you prayed today before you answer phone or before you greet somebody? Or, or how many of you prayed at all this morning as you wake up? That will be my first question on, my, on any first class I enter. Maybe one or two persons will raise their hand. I will say, wow, you are not doing well. Don't you know God? Don't you know he can help you? Don't you know that your success depends on God? Why are you treating God like this? I will just flash one scripture to them. Like the common one I normally flash, like Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Which said that this word of God will not depart out of your mouth. No, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you will meditate therein, day and night. There you will be prosperous and successful. When I flash such scriptures, all of them will be looking at me. I will now tell them, give your life to Jesus. Be a child of God. You will succeed and become prosperous. I will attract them. This exam, you will succeed. In fact, this is my course. You will get A. And they will be excited. And then I will pray for them. Five minutes, so I finish that one. Then I enter my course. Because I must teach. I teach very, I cover my syllabus. <laughs> and so my students, they know me. In fact, through this process, I have produced so many students that are born again. They're all over the world. In fact, anywhere I go, I see them. And they rush at me. Praise the Lord. There's, there's one, when I went on sabbatical to Michael Opera University, Umudike. <laughs> the first class I entered, third year, veterinary medicine. And I taught third year, fourth year, and fifth year. During my sabbatical there. The first class I entered. I said, how many of you prayed today? Before coming to this lecture. <laughs> they were looking at me as, this, wh where is this one from? Uh -uh. That was the expression. <laughs> I told them, so, do you mean you don't know God? Do you mean you don't pray? Abba, I'm sorry. We must pray. I flash another scripture. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the Lord of the Lord, and in the Lord of the Lord doth he meditate day and night. And he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whose leaf first small, but bringeth forth his fruit in his seasons. 
I told you, you will bring forth your degree in each season. You will not have receipt. You must pray. They say, okay, pray. And I pray. <laughs> After praying, I told them, give your life to Jesus. So they said, yes. Tomorrow morning when I came, I said, how many prayed? All of them raised their hand. <laughs> and that I continued with all of them. One day, I came into the class. I purposely did it. I just went to the blackboard and said, we are looking at trypanosomiasis today. And I wrote on the board, the lecture. And I said, okay, let us go on. All of them shouted. You see the shout in the class. I thought, I said, what are you for shouting? We have not prayed. <laughs> so we have not prayed. I said, okay, I forgot. Sorry, thank you, but I remember though. <laughs> and so, I now prayed with them. I gave them another scripture. And by then, all of them had loaded the scripture in their phone. They would turn it. And they were reading Bible with me. Brethren, the day I left Omudike, I didn't tell them in advance. I just walked into the class that afternoon, that morning, and uh, chatted with them. I prayed with them. I chatted with them. I told them my sabbatical has ended today and I'm going. The class was, it was like they should, they were crying and shouting, you will not go. I told them I must go and I'm going. My driver is already outside there, you know. So, let me tell you, the first day I did it, they were scorning me. But, they didn't want me to live again. Don't hide your Christianity. Don't hide what you have. Don't hide what you carry. Last Sunday, I enjoyed the message by one of our professors here also, who was talking about you are, you are serving the Lord in your marketplace. And this is a scenario of it. And so, brethren, you must do not allow your talent to remain dormant. Do not let your assignment to be terminated or devastated by unbelief and by not using it and by not applying it. Apply it. Do something for God. Yes, you must do something for God. Many people failed because they didn't do something for God. Saul lost his kingship as the first king of Israel because he disobeyed. He lost his kingship. Ahithophel lost his position as a great counselor and as an advisor. When he followed the rebellion of, of, of David's son, Absalom, he didn't follow David. He, did, he took the wrong step. Brethren, don't take the wrong step. And he lost it. Eli also lost his priesthood. In the house of the Lord. Because he did not restrain his son from abusing the sacrifices of the Lord. He lost his priesthood. Brother, I know, and you know too, even in our villages, those people that serve idols, you see how their family will just dwindle and finish. That's what happened in my village. I don't know about your own. But the but those families that their parents were going to church and they are going to church, you will see a graduate there. You will see a light there. It's compulsory. I have made the research. 
and it's true. And so brethren, let us work for God. Many kings of Israel failed because of rebellion, because of disobedience, because of idol worship. Rehoboam, Jeroboam, Ahab, all of them, they lost. I love one king, David. David was clever and intelligent. And when David commits his own, he will run back to God. David committed the most serious one. He took Uriah's wife and killed Uriah. That one should be more punishment. But he ran back to He repented. He wept and repented. And God took him back. Remember that even that armed robber that was crucified with Christ on the cross. He repented on the cross. And he went to heaven. See an armed robber in heaven. Because of repentance. Brethren, <laughs> I don't know your own. Whether it's immorality. Whether it's murder. Whether it's corruption. Anything you have done or you are doing, you can run back to God. Tell somebody you can run back to God. God is ready to take you back. God is ready to receive you back. And so, brethren, I begin to round up. A believer and unbeliever, they are like cats and pigs. When a cat falls into the <laughs> Do you have cat in your houses? Just watch him. He will, he will make sure the dirty goes out. He won't let it. He won't even let that dirty to be on his body before he enters house. The cat will always make sure he's clean. But if he's a pig, if a pig falls into dirty, he will take siesta there. <laughs> he won't even care. He will begin to take siesta. So, you're a believer. Say, I am a believer. Whether you like it or not, this church is a church of believers. And so, if you fall into the tea, you clean it, isn't it? You repent and go back to God. But let it be by mistake. Don't, don't fall into the tea intentionally. Don't see the tea and begin to fall into it. God won't take that one. And... If you, are, if you are an unbeliever, of course we have many unbelievers on the road, isn't it? You see them falling to dirty and they are taking siesta. They are, they are, I won't even name some of the things they do. It's not good. Praise the Lord. I conclude with a story in Second Samuel chapter 3 verse 27. After the death of Saul, king of Israel, Joab, the captain of Saul's army, he came to David in Hebron to reconcile David with Israel. You know that story. But when Joab came and had that meeting with David to reconcile, Abner, the captain of David's army, was not around. And so Joab had a meeting with David and left. Now when Abner came back, and he was told that Joab came. He said, where is he? They say he had gone. He sent some people to go and fetch him. To call him for another message. And so, Joab came back. And Abner took him by the side and slew him. Because Joab killed his brother Asahel in a war. 
And so when David had it, David was very angry. And he cursed, he cursed Abner with the word of God's power. You know our message is the word of God's power. David cursed Abner with word of God's power. And that cursing, he said, there will not lack a man in your family with an issue, with an issue, or a leper, or one that walketh on a staff. And, and you know, it's just like we said that the word of God is sustained by God forever. <laughs> Do you know that God sustained this word? Because he spoke it as a king and as a priest. That's why I fear, I fear all these priests too. If they curse you, you are in trouble. And so, the, the man, uh, the, the man, Abner, after receiving that curse, he thought it was a joke. But in the lineage of Abner, every generation there is a leper. There is a leper. If you go to Second King chapter 5 verse 1, you read about Naaman, the captain of the host of Syrian army. He was a leper. And that man, this Naaman is a descendant of Abner. He's in the lineage of Abner. So, the word of God, the summary of what I'm saying, trying to say here is that the word of God is sustained. The word of God power is sustained. When a priest or when God declares the word of God, it will be sustained. Praise the Lord. I will make some declaration today. It will be sustained. Concerning your life, concerning your situation, concerning everything that pertains to us, God will sustain his word. God is not a man that he will lie. Neither the son of a man. That after he has spoken, he will change his word. God does not change his word. Brethren, let us pray. I'm declaring the word of God with power in it. And everything we declare now, God will bring it to pass. God will bring it into performance. God will cause it to come to pass. In the name of Jesus. And so I pray, our Father and our God, Lord God Almighty, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, I join my faith with the faith of your children in this assembly this day to declare your word of power. And Father, everybody in this hall, I say unto you, you shall live, you shall not die. In the name of Jesus, you shall be healthy and not sick. In the name of Jesus, you shall prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. In the name of Jesus. Say this amen big so that it will happen. If you are not saying it enough, then you are, you are not believing God. You are denying yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare again that this one standing before me here, hearing my voice, you are delivered from powers of darkness. In the name of Jesus. 
You are delivered from all forces of evil. In the name of Jesus. That thing which has been a challenge over your life. That thing which has been a challenge over your family. Over your marriage. Over your ministry. Over your business. Over your profession. Over your career. Over your situation. By the word of God. By the word of God power. Which upholds and sustains all things. Such challenge is hereby uprooted. Those challenges are hereby destroyed. In the name of Jesus. By the power that is in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare you are free. You are blessed. You are promoted. You are uplifted. In the name of Jesus. If you are here and your prayer was, I give you my life, O God. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. I want your spirit to come into my life and make me a child of God. Wherever you are now, we want to yet pray with you. That is the most important thing that brings you to favor with God. That's the most important thing in your life that can make you be sustained by the word of God's power. And it is him who makes you one of his. You are publicly affirming what you have decided. If one we are to honor you on earth, you will boldly receive it. God wants to begin an honor in your life. And you want to end up with a time of rebellion and surrender to him. It's a time of reconciliation with God. He says you believe with your heart unto righteousness. You confess with your mouth unto salvation. And I know you have already asked the Lord to come in. At this moment you are asking him to forgive you your sins. You are asking Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. And you are asking him to turn you to him again. And let his spirit rule in your heart. And make you a new creature in his sight. That will be called a child of God. In peace with your father. Inheriting the word of his power. Which will be alive in you. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You love me. You died on the cross of Calvary. And paid the price for my sins. I know I'm a sinner. But today, I repent. I surrender to you. I turn back to you. And I forsake my previous way of life. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Write my name in the book of life. Uphold your word in my life. And give me the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you as you hear me and answer me. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, as many as receive you, who we are born not of blood, not of flesh, not by the will of man, but who have consciously, willingly, of their own volition, asked you to forgive their sin, to come into their life. The main reason why we come to church, the main reason of our existence, that we may be reconciled to you. The reason why Jesus died, that we may be called your children. Therefore, Lord, we ask that as many as have done this, and have asked you, Lord, in accordance with your word, upheld by your power, may that new beginning result in the name of Jesus. May the 
old pass away, may all things become new. May they from this moment experience not only your threat, but your power, your mercy, your joy, your peace upon their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. May your power reign in their lives. And may from today, they begin a walk with you that will end in eternity. Thank you, Father, as you renew them and refresh them. And write their names in the book of life and give them a walk with you that does not depend on what man says. You will uphold them with the word of your power and they will sing his new song and their lives will sing for your praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you. As many of God who have asked of you this moment, and if you have asked the Lord to bless you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he says he gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. Spirit of God, right now, we ask you, because you are already present here, and your children who have removed all obstacles, and who have believed willingly, and have asked of your feeling, fill them now in the name of Jesus. Move in our midst now. Move in our congregation now. Move right now in the lives and minds of your people and fill with your baptism in the name of Jesus. With evidence right now, Spirit of God, fill and fill the hearts and fill the lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you now. And wherever you are, you have prayed that prayer as you open your mouth and keep saying thank you. Just let yourself lose. And let the Spirit of God already take over on you. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you for your presence here. And thank you because you are giving to as many as us as seek and knock, how much more has our Heavenly Father given the Holy Spirit to those who simply ask, thank you now as you feel in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, not only as you feel, for every life here that has stood up and has also prayed and received help from you. Thank you for your healing in the name of Jesus Thank you as you plant us into our areas of destiny in the name of Jesus. Your word has said, who has stood in my counsel? Who had perceived and heard it? Who has marked and heard my word? Father, as we sat the scriptures, and as we have heard your word, and as we have been gingered up, with wherever we are, student, worker, retired, young, to serve you with our strength, with our might, and with our soul, and with all our heart. Thank you, as you speak unto us by your word, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, as we stand in your counsel. Thank you, as we perceive your word. Thank you as we hear it and mark it and it begins to take effect in our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you as we begin the doing of it, a willing heart. Thank you. Even as you place us in places of responsibility where we are to be the light for you and stand on the platform you've given us to proclaim you and lift up your banner on the rooftops. Thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. May your word be revealed clearly already from my heart and from your written word and plant us our footsteps in you doing your bidding in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you. Thank you, Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you.